welcome back to Beauty Babble. Today we're talking about going to France. Yes. It was an exciting experience. Um, I actually got to go because of work. Yeah. So you went to one of the skincare lines that Beauty Cult carries. You went to their, would you call it like head office or? All of it. We got to experience everything about all the company up to their head office to the staff that's all involved, from marketing to distribution to exporting, development, research lab, to the production site, to the gardens, to the gardens of where they actually get their most of their ingredients from to put into their product line. So it's really, really a very cool experience. So neat. I have a lot of questions about this. Um, the first one being, why wasn't I invited? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You'll have to talk to Tara. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> the you I like when I think of what you're saying, I see that you had a sneak peek, like a behind the scenes of skincare line, how it's made, how it's uh, researched, um, taught, yes, all of it, everything. Who's what favorite? was your favorite part? We'll start with the favorite. Food was really good too. <laughs> Did I mention that? <laughs> we were is my favorite part of it. And wine was really good on standing. We've got to get all in perspective here. It was um it was a lot more than I thought I knew, which was really surprising because I know I understood like working with the product line that they did their own research. They had their own lab and their scientists. Um, I understand it took two years to take, I don't know, the thought or the idea of a product and to make it launch. That process is two years, so I understood that. Mm -hmm. uh, but to see it and how they do it, it just absolutely was like, I could just kept saying, wow, wow. You know, until you see it, you don't really realize. And then the production, when they take that and they launch it, okay, now how are they going to market it? And get it out there and then when they take it to the laboratory to make the product this factory uh, their production site was huge like my phone i think i don't have storage left of all the videos and everything that i took and what they did and they actually explained the director of the production site was amazing because he took us on our personal tour that's what what happened we had our own personal tour so a group of us went uh, so from here in edmonton there was uh, four or five of us. And then in Calgary, there's a school that also has the product line. So la the last time they were there, I think it was the owners that went, but this time they brought out the head instructor so they could see what that was like. And she too was amazed by it all. And then we had another gentleman join us out of Toronto because he's also helping to distribute the product line so then he could understand the whole thing. You know, when they make the products, they don't just make them and say they tested it on, you know, 25 people. Then they took us to the research area. And what the scientists did, they have over 30 of their own scientists doing this and researching and developing the product. Then when they take it to the person, or when they want to take it actual to people to see if it's going to do its job, when they, when they think it's all stable and ready, and I mean, there's all these stages to it. It's just amazing. Then they use these machines, electric, uh, electronic 
level, I guess you could say, or technologically like so advanced that they're monitoring the skin at a cellular level of how it's actually working. So it's not just a person's point of view. And one of the, um, I, I could probably get the name we could put at the bottom of, of this, is the, one of the ones they do is the 3D, and they actually video the whole thing, and then they can see it, the, the before and during and after of what they do. That's interesting because when I've gone through the technical manuals, and I used to do the product knowledge yeah. classes for the skincare line, they would have, you know, this product, the after testing results are 98% retention of um, hydration or whatever. Right. And I always thought that was, well, you know, interesting. Okay, good. They obviously know what they're doing. But then to I didn't realize what they did, I just was like, I had no clue. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was a machine. Again. And there, well, there's, there's a few of them. Yeah. But this one in particular um, that they have, if I'm not mistaken, and we could find out the quote on this, I think there's only three other companies in the entire world that have this machine. And then when they have the people involved, they have over 500 people that they work with within their community. And I should tell you a little story about how that, because that was really quite amazing of what they've been doing with this. But the people that they use is from their community, from their area. And they bring in people, and then they're in a private cubicle to go through the questions and everything they cannot talk about it they have to just give their honest thoughts about whether maybe they sent them the product to try for this trial run maybe they were the model coming in and they had the product so they really really do involve people in it it's not just some scientist saying yes listen to us because we're that intelligent and you should just follow what we're saying (laughs) uh i think the other unique thing is that maybe i'm wrong but a lot of skincare brands get developed or made manufactured in laboratories that manufacture multiple brands versus um this is dedicated to this brand yeah it's their own this company has their own laboratory they do not um have any outside Mm -hmm. skincare cosmetics at all in that facility so they have Full control of what's going on. One thing that I liked about the product line is they focused on putting their money back into the company itself to better develop maybe manufacture product wise or research. Like right now, they're very big on what sort of looking for with their environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. So their packaging is recycled. They're products in a jar that now you can take the you can keep your jar and then take the little part out Insert, yes. and put in just the product so you have something to put it in again right so they're very much about the environment community that type of thing and i mean i've been i've been with this company i guess you could say since like the early 90s when i first was introduced to this mm-hmm. company and they manufacture um, a couple skincare lines out of that but it's their own it's a Sotis group, and you can look online uh, what they what they bring in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the educator for Bernard Cassier, which sure. is one of the lines. Which is one of the lines. So I was invited along with um, Beauty Cult to the Bernard Cassier side of things. 
did they talk about Sotis? Well, yes, because I had it and I got to see things. And so they explained how it worked uh, that when they develop and what's the differences in that. But the company Sotis Group owns all of it. So their manufacturers, um, they have their, where, where it separates is, of course, into the office side of things. Oh, and then in the research, they actually, actually separate as well. So they stay focused on what that brand represents what's the idea behind it. So they, they don't just oversee yeah. all of it. You're not glossing. Yeah, the manufacturing side of it, well, that's different because then they'll run through as they were actually, ironically, they thought they planned as all Bernard Cassier being done. So it's really neat to see the huge, massive tubs of where they were doing the cream oh. and then how it was being produced down the line. That's awesome. And explaining the details of, of the cleansing the stuff. I mean, we have to be completely covered so we're running on white hair caps and our booties are like jumping. did you go like into a room get your stuff on go in yes yeah yeah we had to uh go into one room. room yeah put it all on and then once we, we were checked over we were allowed to go in so cool i think another neat thing about bernard cassier i and i guess we can have a little like we're obviously biased <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's okay because they have a garden where they actually grow some of the ingredients and harvest them. You went so to their gardens? Yes, we got to go to the gardens. They they had uh, what we understood. They stopped doing the tours, but because we were, what do you mean you're not going to show us? <laughs> yes. I was like, oh my god, I want to see, I want to see this garden. So they actually, it's an organic garden. And they started this, I can't remember the year. This is going back a long time ago. I remember when this was happening when I had my other, when I had my spa. And so it, that was like a 10-year process. So they had already began this a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And now they're utilizing like the corn flour in our eye pair is actually from that garden. So to know that that's what they do. And it's actually from the area. Uh, so this is a neat part of Soti's group, I'll say. Bernard Cassier itself, speak on that because that's what I was, what we went through. So breathe is where uh, it all started, if you wish. So Bernard Mass met his wife there, and that's where their office is, basically. From there, the production company where they make the product is actually for where mom's side of the family grew up, where mom was born in that area. And then the garden side is actually where Bernard Mass. He's he's the founder of Sochi's group basically. Mm -hmm. Um he grew up there and he raised his kids there, his children there. Um a farmer locally nearby is the honey producer for the Muslim line for us. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> and then the garden side, what what they call the Sochi's Gardens, is actually um a garden that he loves gardens. Mm. So he had an architectural gardener make this garden and it has a boutique and a beautiful restaurant but the garden itself is not the gardening of where the product ingredients are from so i didn't know that i thought it was all together no it's separate so you learn something new every day yeah <laughs> this garden um where you can anyone can go visit it's like a park and that area is not not that far. So it's like this, almost like this grave, and then it's around the whole area. So that's what I mean by very community. Mm -hmm. And they could have very well stayed in Paris 
and done the head office and everything like that, but they wanted to stay local. It was in the community. So they really do focus on the community. People that were working in their uh, boutique were from the community. The people from the restaurant were from the community. Like this is very interesting how they are. They're very, very proud um, of the family. And the sons, Mr. Massimo, he's older now. Uh, he's not involved. It is a family. Like it's a it family is a business. Yeah. So yes. the two sons basically run the, the company. Uh, and one focuses on the one line, one focuses on the other line, that type of idea. Do they just have the two lines? Like so two sons are And they also have garden, beauty gardens is called. And it's a small organic. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that's all the things that kind of surprised me. And then. Their, where their um, garden is of where they actually grow for their ingredients mm -hmm. of everything that they can try to do locally, either from there or in France, is their first priority. Right. Then they source outward. And they usually to, do, like, I know on packaging or when teaching it, it was free trade uh, yes. certified or, like, they're always very conscious of where the ingredient is coming from. Yes. And if you're not sure what that means, it's basically when they... Um, order in an ingredient. Where is it being sourced from? How are they treating their workers there? Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, children and it's, yeah, there. And I think it's also where there's a guarantee that people who are working to harvest the ingredient are being paid a fair price Correct. for their labor and there's an expectation of mm -hmm. both. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the standards in Europe are actually very high. Um, in order to even have product and when they distribute that way. So having the company um, understand because they are across 50 some countries mm -hmm. that they understand every country is different and the protocols for every country is different. So I just applaud them for the amount of work that they do in order to help get it into Canada. And if something comes up, they're on it right away to ensure. So before they even make an ingredient or a make ingredient for make a cream, yeah. they really do look at how will this affect everybody. And that's how do you keep up with the regulations of every country? Mm -hmm. And then you look at climate. Will this work in this climate? So it's it's just amazing that like probably our country will be for hydration testing. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> maybe not so much in some other countries. But yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was neat, and if you go to their website, Bernard Cassier, you will see the little house, their story. Well, we got to go see that house. Oh, you did? And, yes, and the, the director of the gardens and boutique restaurant is a very close friend, a childhood friendship of Bernard. Mm -hmm. So he's he runs it for him. So that's why me and another community thing. So what so is he that house? Is it inhabited by people who live there? Or is yeah, it it's, a, it's still, no, it's still the family. If they still didn't go there. in the house. No, they use it as a summer now retreat that they go to. Oh, nice. And sometimes they actually even run, because um, it looks a little bit different on the site there, because mm -hmm. they've expanded, they've recreated the barn, and they'll actually do um, training there, and um, whether it's meetings or things like that, sort of like a retreat idea, too, that they do like that. So I was trying to find out more information about that one, too. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. if you do that retreat, you probably need somebody to come with you to film and right. we can chat about it. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to get myself a trip. Mm -hmm. um, I think the biggest thing that 
surprise to me, uh, pleasantly surprising, is that everyone was so friendly. I mean, they asked me, well, why didn't you bring your husband? Husband along, they go, oh, that's okay. Come. He would come, and you know, whether he wanted to hang out or not, but please, please, like next time. And I said, you know, my son would, my sons would probably come first. They want to adopt me? I want to go. <laughs> and they said, anytime, please let us know when they have arrived. What? Yes. When they first got here to the, um, the sun, so you, I mean, I respect the fact of, you know, they are the, the VPs of the two brands, if you wish, the mainly. And they came to greet us. And they worked around their schedule to be a part of us. And they made sure the last night that we were there, they took us for dinner. We hung out. And it was just, it was very laid back. It was easy. And I don't know how many, there's a few people I know of. And I, I think that's one thing I like about and admire about the relationships that uh, Tara and Patty have created. Is that and the founders of Beauty Cult. Of Beauty Cult, yeah. That these are the people that they um, attract mm -hmm. to each other and that's the type of people really family based things and I think when you have down to earth people like that mm -hmm. well, it's like you don't see that very often when it's that big of a company that's this is, it's a huge company it's huge but it's still family owned and it has that small that small business feel to it yeah. but it's an international brand what they do for one product line is the same beliefs for like the company represents mm -hmm. that. And because um, Mr. Mass was very much about family and community, his sons are carrying that tradition on. Like they, they're really making sure that that was the one center of it all, no matter how large they were. And I think the interesting part is so are the people, like the head of marketing, the, the director of the production company, I mean that, I think that's like a $55 million a year um, cost just to make that happen. Yeah. And this, he's worked for Neutrogena, Johnson Johnson, and he was humble enough to take us on tour. Mm -hmm. And he was just so friendly to answer our questions and, oh, that's so awesome. and showed us everything. So it, it just represents everybody right through mm -hmm. the whole thing. Like me and the director of where we went for lunch first, and then we um, went to the gardens, which passion is and it's like a park you can go hang out there it's free to go for anybody that wants to just hang out and he's got a zen garden he's got egyptian style he's got like it's everything was very thought out and every section represents something so you can just go and hang out and walk the gardens i forgot how many acres it was now it's quite large it sounds lovely though and so that gentleman like he said oh i can take you to go show because there was no one to go show us the house where they grew up, the garden of where they actually produce ingredients and the flowers and everything. He took us personally there. He goes, let me see if I can just get away for a bit. <laughs> so we drove through the country and hide off. <laughs> Everything's kind of like that. Half an hour to an hour away from all the big breeze is what we noticed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you think this is typical of uh, skincare brands and having these like, um, bringing you out to the facility, doing these tours, giving the behind the scenes. I mean, as amazing as the Sotis group is, I don't think, I would imagine there are not many. Yeah, I'm sure there's others out there. Yeah. You would think there would be. I don't have that answer though, but I think there are some, but, but again, if they're mass producing for other product lines, they probably 
don't have the facility to allow that to happen either. Um, but I would imagine that they do. It'd be a, a fair question to ask them. I think that was something interesting. When I started with Bernard Cassier, like doing the product knowledge education, I didn't know that there is such a thing where that it, during manufacturing, it's a uh, facility that manufactures multiple product lines. I just assumed every product line came from its own thing. Yeah. No. But it doesn't. And that's really interesting. And it's, it's a small number in the world that have their own. I mean, it's very costly, right? Like, oh, for sure. To manage that. You'd have to have like a big enough, like like we said, the Sotis group is in 130 countries. So they can, have, they have that demand. And then uh, we were looking at taking pictures and they're like, oh, make sure you don't take pictures of this part because they were developing the product. Oh. So it's really cool that we can see it. It's like, well, we'll take it from this way. Oh, we promise. You, know, so they, you can't tell. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd get in trouble if we don't yeah. know what was coming in the years to come. But so to give you an idea, whatever they're launching next year is being developed, so they're not it's not there yet. Right? It's just interesting because they before they even talk about it, so their their scientists basically look at how to do it better, how to improve this. So if hydration is your uh, product line and you want to make it better. It just might be mind blowing to me that you can make it even better. But that comes with science. Yeah. And that's the research behind it. So, what they do together, and there's a group of them that come together and say, Hey, I've got a great idea. I've been researching this. Right. So, um, it's, it's just interesting. And that's the thing about the aesthetic industry. Like, even we just narrow down on skincare. It's constant, like new product is coming up, reformulation of a product. It's like, but it was great, I loved it, but then it's even better. So there's always um, that progress because they're always researching, discovering new things. It's not a stagnant um, industry. There's always change. But that makes it challenging too because you're constantly having to learn new things. Yes. So what, can you recap for us three things you learned that you didn't know before because of your trip? And it can also be food related. And <laughs> thank you. Uh, maybe one to three things uh, you wish you'd see more of, or not disappointed, but an imp- a place of improvement. Because there's always. Oh, yeah. Not all the flowers were there. So when can you go? So the next time I'm already thinking, see, I'm already planning another time. Um, I think I'd pick a different time of the year, which I'm going to reach out to ask them. Mm-hmm. When is the garden available? Because that's the other thing is you can't just go any time of the year because it closes a certain time. Why? Because there's no flowers. Oh, okay. Or they're too young. Mm-hmm. Here they don't want anyone going. Um, but anyways, so I would try to figure out that time okay. uh, when I could actually see maybe more of it because we could see the cornflower, we could see a few of the things there, but a lot of it was the, they called it the end of their season already. I know. And that was in June. They have better climate than we do. <laughs> yeah. Well, it could just be the type of. Oh, I guess. That they have, right. I mean, I'm not um, a person. What else? I actually really wanted to see the honey collection. Oh, but you didn't get to do that. We didn't get to do that. Yeah. This is again another area. Okay. Someone would have to take us there. What was I'm remembering? What was the thing about the honey? It was like. Uh, well, they actually won an award when they first right. announced their auctioneering yeah. line. Uh, anyways, they won an award um, th- 
through the production of their honey, and they use the same honey um, from that area. And wherever the honey bee keeper is, he's the one that produces that. Um, and I thought I just thought that it would be really interesting to meet someone local who's helping the skincare company mass produce. And I'm talking there in it's it's the honey comb, and you can see the videos of what they're doing. So I thought it'd be really neat to actually see it in action. But I'm kind of corny that way. I like to go you know deep into understanding a little bit more of how things work. Yeah, so that would be interesting. Okay, do you have a third one for our wish? Wish I could have or honestly, I think we needed more time so we could see all these things. More time, that's good. Okay, right. so how much time did you have actually? We had five straight days, full days of everything from training. We had hands-on training from the international training as well, right. um, and then of course visiting these places production site, the place where they're actually exporting all of their items, a separate factory for that. Gardens. That's okay. That's, that's good. Those are actually really good feedback and it's something that you would probably take into consideration next time you go with me. <laughs> no, so she plugged that one in there. Um, all right. And then if we can recap your three highlights, what you learned, maybe something you didn't know about. I know we've talked about a lot of stuff, so if we just kind of wrap up at the end. Okay. I think um, the part where they're doing the research and how it's separate from everything else, it has its own building, that's where the scientists and researchers are. And the level of what they do to to go there. So when I think of like a lab, I'm almost, almost going like to a university and you think a laboratory and that was my vision of it. And it's, it's similar, that idea. Uh, but the level of the technology behind it all, I think um, seeing that more so and which led to more questions for us. Right? And, they, and the person that was touring us around, she was the one overseeing Bernard Cassie completely. And then who is underneath that, and then seeing the equipment that they use for their testing, which is cool. That was really yeah. interesting. That was like, we asked how much it costs, but I don't think she had the answer for that. But oh, she, was it, she didn't have the answer for it, but she said, put it this way I think there's only us and maybe two or three others in the world that have this mission. Okay, if we, yeah. we can get the name of it, we'll link it in the show notes, just okay. for curiosity's sake. I really want to know what it is. And their training facility, so I wasn't there previously, so I don't know what it looked like before, but their new location is amazing facility. Um, they took over a historic building of the Bank of France. It was really cool. Yeah, it was really interesting. And then they just had it all laid out, and just to see how uh, the trainer did the training. So as an educator, I was really watching and learning and trying to take her tips and seeing what she did and the hands-on thing. I think a big thing I learned, this online world, mm -hmm. it's good, but it's not like in person. Oh, especially with the, yes. you're touching people like during a facial. The other thing, too. I think it's like, if you are going to be doing online training at all, you have to be way more detailed in what you're saying and explaining. Place your, you know, your point finger with this finger. You can't just do like it's 
So that's the part where I started, my brain started going. Because a lot of people want to do online. They want training from us, but they're not in Edmonton. They're yeah. too far away. They, you know, how do you afford to do all this, to come out for all these things, right? Which we understand. So I think that's changed my way of, okay, how I'm going to do training from now on, if there's online, live even through Zoom, we do those. How I will deliver that, I, yeah, I, I get it now. I, I thought I understood it before, but I, I realized, no, we can do better. We can even do way better than that. Yeah, that was the one thing I knew. The first thing you'd said, because we did the demo treatment, mm -hmm. and it was you wanted to be more detailed, because yes. you thought it was one way, and then when you saw her yeah. doing it, it was like, oh, I, it didn't relate. Really, it didn't come through. Well, and I think what it is is more so that we all learn different, as people were different learners. Mm -hmm. And we, if we're not touching on all of them all the time, and I mean that's all the time, it's actually a lot of work, yeah. which I can, I get. Yeah. But if the only thing is if there's questions, I I can I can talk to anyone from the yeah. company and say, with marketing, I have a question for you, and they're like, yeah, reach out to me. The trainer, she's absolutely ready to come online and talk to us too. She's looking at coming to Canada, so we're excited to see how she can talk that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think that was another one. Great. Well, thanks so much for giving us your um, feedback on your trip. Or thanks so much for telling us about your trip and uh, sharing your experience with us. It makes me want to go more than I did before, which was a lot. So that's good. You're welcome. And if you have questions at all, like reach out. If we don't have the answer, we'll find the answer because I have connections now. Nice. <laughs> I'll put some links in the show notes too, like to the Sochi's group page where you can see the numbers and um, maybe link to the garden. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us again. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to Beauty Babble. 